Welcome to Self-Care Hacks, the short podcast for overwhelmed and stressed out women who want to learn how to take better care of themselves. I'm your host, Anita Ojeda. I used to suffer from overwhelm and stress too, but I've learned how to take care of myself and take care of others. You can too. In last week's episode, I talked about how I personally fit self-care into my busy life. And for the next four weeks, I'm going to break it down even more, and hopefully you'll be able to find something you can use to improve your mental health through focused self-care. Taking care of yourself requires forming new habits, and let's face it, forming new habits takes time and energy. You may wonder if spending time and energy on forming healthy habits will actually pay off in the end. According to experts, you can form simple habits in about 21 days. More complex habits might take months or even almost a year to incorporate into your life, but don't get discouraged and give up. Those new habits will not only give you a sense of accomplishment, but they will also improve your overall sense of control and satisfaction with life. In other words, they'll improve your mental health. Good habits breed good habits. Let me explain. A few years ago, I set out to change my flat surface freak habit. According to my husband, anytime I see a flat surface, I fill it with something and then leave it there forever. And there may be some truth in that. His gentle chiding finally got to me after 30 years, and I decided to do something about it. I broke the task down, though, because keeping all of the countertops in the house clear of clutter at once seemed too daunting. I started with the kitchen island. I formed the habit of keeping it wiped down and clean from clutter each morning before I left for work and each evening before I went to bed. The counter has remained clean for over four years now. A couple months after I started my kitchen counter habit, I decided that I should add the bathroom counter to the list of flat surfaces I wanted to keep tidy. And this involved cleaning out the medicine cabinet and the drawers in the bathroom and assigning everything a place. My success in the kitchen made it easy to incorporate the new habit in the bathroom. I've also discovered that when I keep those two areas clean, I have more time in my day. And believe it or not, I have more energy because I'm not surrounded by clutter. Clutter can actually suck energy out of a person. So in today's podcast, I'm going to share with you an acronym and a free self-care checklist for mental health. Let me explain to you why mental health is important. I once worked at a job where every single day seemed filled with drama and annoyance. The boss would continuously remind me what I should be doing and how I should be doing it without even checking to see if I had followed his previous instructions on how to do the job or not. Whenever he left the kitchen, the cooks, waitresses, and busboys would bellyache about the boss, the job, and life in general. A job that had started out as a delightful boon to a high school student turned into drudgery. By the time school started again in September, I couldn't wait to get out of a difficult situation. In retrospect, I think I'm a lot wiser 40 years later. I realized that I contributed to the problem. Because I wanted to fit in, I joined in the belly aching. I didn't have the social skills to communicate with my boss about his annoying habit. And man, was it annoying. Eventually, I went off to college and took classes to become a teacher. And that's where I learned about the toxic teacher lunchrooms. Sure, every business or line of work can have toxic lunchrooms. But for some reason, 
teacher lunchrooms have gained notoriety as especially toxic. When I started my first student teaching internship, I quietly slipped into the lunchroom, opened my brown paper bag, and took a bite out of my sandwich. I also listened. Sure enough, within five minutes, the room filled with veteran teachers complaining about this or that student, the so-and-so administrator, and how they couldn't wait for the weekend. I decided to find a different place to eat lunch. Now that I've taught for 30 years, I've learned a lot about communication skills and how to ensure that work doesn't drag me down. I use a self-care checklist for mental health to help me form healthy habits. The acronym WAGS, W-A-G-S, helps me remember the four keys to forming positive mental health habits. Tomorrow will be the first day of Mental Health Awareness Month, so this is a great topic. First of all, I learned to write stuff down. So W stands for write. Rather than whine to another person, I get all of my frustrations out on paper or a keyboard, whichever works for you. Writing acts as a catharsis to my negative feelings and allows me the opportunity to assess those feelings non-judgmentally. Many times I'll start out griping about one thing only to realize something else has actually caused my discontent. You don't have to write a book, but taking time to write a few simple I statements can sure help you blow off some steam before you vent it on another human being. For example, you might write, I feel annoyed when the boss tells me how to do something without checking to see if I'm actually doing what he wanted. Or when my coworkers complain about other students, I feel uncomfortable and sad. Or I feel angry when coworkers don't do their jobs. It makes all of us look incompetent. Notice how I used I statements, and I didn't judge myself for my feelings. I think a lot of our discontent comes from not recognizing and owning our feelings. It's something that my generation wasn't taught, and so I didn't teach it to my children. But I'm glad to see that a new generation of young people is starting to teach their children how to acknowledge their feelings and what to do with them. So a shout out to my daughter for teaching my grandson about his feelings. In fact, his first sentence, he was a late speaker, was, I feel happy. Writing down your feelings allows you to own and acknowledge them in a safe place. It also lets you decide which situations you want to act on. You have space to ask yourself if that thing that drives you crazy is a hill worth dying on. If you answer yes, then you'll need to come up with an action plan. And I'll leave a link in the show notes for forming an action plan and an after-action review. I've discovered that writing about my feelings on a daily basis helps give me clarity about situations. And self-knowledge makes a wonderful basis for self-care. A, the A in WEGS, stands for affirmations for everyone, including yourself. Sometimes I affirm other people. Just acknowledging how other people influence me positively puts me in a more positive mood. Even better, when I give a verbal affirmation to someone else, I can make the world a better place. It doesn't cost me anything but time, but knowing it can make a world of difference in someone else's life boosts my mood. I've also learned to make affirmations on a daily basis. Sometimes I affirm myself. Researchers, I'll leave a link in the show notes, have discovered that talking to yourself and using your name, third person, actually helps you maintain a positive attitude about messing up. Psychologists have also discovered that self-affirmation helps us perform better under stress, 
So for example, I would say, it's okay, Anita, it didn't work this time, but next time you can do better. And it's always great to affirm people that you don't even know. I can attest to the power of stranger affirmations. Once after taking a hiatus from running, I started running again after a winter of trying something else. My go-to app, Nike Run Club, has a free coaching program. At the start of the training program, there's a benchmark run. I was a little worried about the benchmark run because I hadn't run for so long. But a nice guy affirmed me all throughout the run, assuring me that I was a runner, that I could do this, that it felt good. And boy, did I need that encouragement. It especially helped because I was running in the afternoon, something I detest doing. And since I hadn't run for about five months, I did not really want to run. But Mr. Nike Nice Guy made it a decent experience. And I felt pretty good about myself for having completed the run. So go ahead, affirm a stranger today. You'll feel better, and they will too. One of my favorite self-affirmations comes from the Bible in Philippians 4.13. Jean and WAGS stands for gratitude. When you fall into a negativity trap, choosing an attitude of gratitude will take self-discipline and daily practice. I have a generally sunny disposition. But in the past 10 years, I've developed a horrible habit of negativity toward church. My husband would say that the habit coincides with the advent of smartphones and constant stimulation. I concede to some of what he says, but my negativity also stems from other sources. I have a difficult time staying awake if asked to sit still for more than 45 minutes. Shoot, if I sit still on the weekends for 25 minutes without some form of interaction, I find myself drifting off to sleep. In order to keep myself awake, I either let my mind wander, and it usually takes a judgy McJudgerton path, or I fact-check on the preacher on my smartphone. Neither one keeps me positive or grateful. So, I'm going to incorporate a new habit of gratitude about church and worshiping with fellow believers. In my prayer journal, I'll list one thing each day that I enjoy about church. I'll also write down an affirmation for the people who lead out in church. I've decided that when I build things up, it's harder to tear them down. The S in WAGS stands for sharing. Sharing can take myriad forms. Perhaps you share an affirmation with someone. Maybe you give up your seat on a crowded train. When a driver tries to merge onto the freeway as if he owns it, you move over to the fast lane without getting angry. I've discovered the easiest commodity I have to share with everyone is a genuine smile. According to a post on Psychology Today, I'll leave a link in the show notes, Smiling not only releases feel-good, natural chemicals in your body, but it also makes the person who sees your smile feel rewarded. Sharing a genuine smile will not only make you feel better, but it will also make everyone around you feel better too. Better yet, smiles don't cost a cent. They may require forming a habit, but the return on your investment is exponential. So the bottom line is, if you suffer from anxiety, low self-esteem, a consistently negative attitude, or poor interpersonal relationships, you may want to check your mental health habits. Forming new habits on your own may provide relief for your mental stress, but in some cases, it takes the help of a professional to regain your mental health. I'll leave an article from WebMD in the show notes to help you assess whether or not you need more help. And if you'd like a free printable self-care checklist for mental health habits, I'll leave a link in the show notes for that too. 
It comes with instructions and takes about 15 minutes to complete at the start of each week. So don't forget what WEGS stands for. W, write it down. A, affirmations for everyone, including yourself. G, gratitude, cultivate an attitude of gratitude. S, share, even if it's just a smile. The free self-care checklist that I'll leave a link to will help you decide what areas you want to focus on. Remember, self-care doesn't look the same for everyone. What works for me might not work for you. But the free self-care checklist will help you evaluate and focus on your needs. And that's what's most important. Come back next week when I talk about LARC, an acronym that helps us form healthy artistic and academic habits. Take care of yourselves, my friends. You are worth it. You can find me at selfcarehacks.net or check out the show notes for links to my social media accounts. If you enjoyed this podcast, take the time to tell a friend. Together, we can build each other up and teach each other how to take better care of ourselves. I'll see you here next Tuesday with more self-care hacks to help you overcome the overwhelm.